Welcome, everybody. Episode 196 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. I'm Corey. No Eric today. Uh, I I mean, I I know Eric's got to go into work early tomorrow, but there was also a possibility that this episode could not have started till like, midnight, right? Yeah, there was a chance. Or two. Yeah, you never know. You never know. So... So no, Eric, this week, we our, our topic for the week is just the news. Uh, we were going to do fan Q&A, but we wanted to give people more time to get in questions and answers, which is probably ended up being a good move. Um, I, we only got, what, one piece of feedback thus far? One bit of feedback. It's going to so, be a quick one tonight. It'll be a short episode tonight, but uh, we'll, we hope to make it as entertaining as possible, as usual. Uh, today is April 22nd, 2015. Does anyone have anything they want to tease for later on the episode? Well, I, <laughs> me and Corey played a little uh, Hero League and Heroes of the Storm, but okay. other than that, I, I didn't do anything. Yeah, I don't have anything new to tease. Uh, I played more, um, more Xenoblade Chronicles and Pillars of Eternity. Uh, I, I mean, I've spent most of the weekend and week watching playoff hockey. So there'll be talk of that. We'll talk a little bit about that, no doubt. Uh, so well, let's just get right into the main segment, shall we? Uh, I'll start with some Star Wars news. Oh uh, yeah, with the the whole uh, Star Wars celebration that was that was last week and coming into this week, there was some some details on the upcoming Star Wars movie, but also the Rogue One Star Wars Rogue One movie, also Star Wars Battlefront. So I'm gonna cover those. Uh, some details on Star Wars Rogue One were announced during the last week's Star Wars celebration. The first being that Rogue One will be a prequel to Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. The plot was also revealed and will center around a group of rebels that managed to steal the plans of the Death Star. So we will see some Bothan spies. All right, and their deaths probably. Yeah. So who are Bothans? The Bothans are the the uh, animal looking. They look like a mix of like between a dog and an ape, maybe. Oh. They were in Star Wars Galaxies. They have like a, it's got like a muzzle like a dog, but it kind of looks like an ape, I guess. I can't picture them. They've got fur all over them. Look up a picture. Call it up in the old stream. Let's see here. Yeah, Bothans oh, were one of the playable races in, uh, in, in Star Wars Galaxies. Oh, I see. You probably recognize it. Are they in the Old Republic too, yeah? Are they playable characters in the Old Republic, or are they just non-player characters? Looks like non-player. It, it's been a while since I've played that, so. Yeah. Uh, but that's exciting. I, I really like that Disney is doing that, putting other stories uh, in the Star Wars universe out there. I think that was, I mean, a lot of the, the coolest stuff in Star Wars is the Expanded Universe. And though a lot of the stuff that was already in the Expanded Universe isn't necessarily canon, it'll still be cool to see other stories other than the the main i guess it'll be nine movies you know when all is said and done well (laughs) when all is said and done might be more than nine yeah well that's fine (laughs) as long as as long as they're good quality they can do whatever they want with it you know i i still go back and forth on whether or not i like the whole disney acquisition of of lucas arts and star wars well i do respect i think this ended up happening i do respect the 
release of uh, the original six movie, or I guess the original trilogy, trilogy without the digital upgrade. Yeah. In its pure form. Did that is that what the release ended up being? They have those available. I don't know if the the uh if the digital the new the new digital Remaster, one. That's what it is. I, I don't know if that's that's the one or not. I think that new the new D V D pack. What do they call those? Box set yeah. was the unremastered version which okay. people really wanted. See I like the touched up like colors and stuff. When when the originals came out, the lightsabers were like almost white. It, mm. it didn't look very good, but that's just me. <laughs> I, I like the, I like the colors. You dork! <laughs> but the the a lot of the the extra scenes that they mm. added later on definitely made the the movies worse. But I like the touched up you know special effects and stuff. That's fine. Oh, what was that? Does this, did your dog just get shut in a door? No, he barks at absolutely everything. <laughs> that's what it sounded like. There, there was a bang, and, and then that caused him to bark. I opened I the door, and he barked to come down here. Yeah. He Speaking barked. of bang, did you guys have thunderstorms the other night? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was awful. That, was it last night or the night before? Night before. I love I Apparently, I leapt out of bed and like looked out the window. Huh. I don't remember that. That's just what my girlfriend told me. Nice. You were possessed. <laughs> and she said... Or I asked, what was that? And then just laid back down and went to sleep. <laughs> That's kind of creepy. That would have nice. freaked me out. Yeah. I love thunderstorms. I do, too. But anyway, uh, more Star Wars news. Uh, some details on Star Wars Battlefront have been revealed, too, along with a new cinematic trailer, which I posted last week on our Twitter feed, uh, at capital T, capital S, athletes, or www.twitter.com slash athletes. Uh, or no, slash TS Athletes, I'm sorry. I've got it right in front of me. Uh, everything we know about Battlefront so far. Uh, I wanted to give thanks to Eric Kane for compiling the info. I tweeted his his compilation of the, the details on Star Wars Battlefront thus far. We should uh, try and get him on the podcast. I would love to get him on the podcast. I love his, his writing and stuff. He's, yeah. he's really, really good. Smart. Smart guy, yeah. Uh, it's set during the original trilogy, so player playable locations will be Hoth, Endor, Tatooine, and Sullust. And playable heroes announced so far are Darth Vader and Boba Fett. Later on, one of the plans from the new trilogy, called Jakku, will be available as DLC. That's going to be free DLC, too. So that's supposed to come out a couple weeks before the movie. Battlefront? Ooh. Battle? No, the, 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 oh, the DLC. The DLC is supposed to come out a couple weeks before the movie. Oh. Maybe. I can't believe the movie. It's this year, right? Yeah, it's December. 17. That's crazy. It's good because we don't have a Lord of the Rings movie this year, so Oh uh, yeah, Star Wars will fill that gap. <laughs> get our get our Star Wars fill. Yes. Uh and Will, I wanted to talk about some of these with you because I know you're the most well versed Battlefront fan, so sure. uh you know, you can let me know on your positives and negatives of all these announcements. It'll also be a multiplayer centric game with no single player campaign, up to forty players in a battle or as little as eight. I'm assuming there's going to be AI enemies, and the players can also play split screen. So that's that's what I assumed too. Uh, I kind of hope there's a little AI, especially if there's only eight. Uh, yeah, I remember these games being pretty large, out large scale. I was also younger when I played it, so it seemed bigger to me. Right. Uh, but yeah, and the snow single player, like that's fine. Yeah, I don't think the other ones had it. Uh, Maybe like yeah, they did. Uh, ba- yeah, they ba- did. Battlefront Two, I pl- I played not that long ago, and it, that had a single player campaign. Was it 
it it was fine. I mean, you just went through the missions and completed objectives on them. Do you, so do you think this one needs it at no. all? No. Okay. It's not. It's unnecessary. I mean, ah, uh, I tend to disagree. Do you? I I le- I want to play a single player campaign in the Star Wars universe just cuz I like being in it. Yeah. You know? I hear you. I but I think they're going to have other games that will do a better job of that. Yeah, I was going to say I don't think Battlefront is the game to do that in. Yeah. Did you guys read the article on the retro futurist EA's Battlefront is starting to look like a large step backward from its predecessor? No. It's uh I saw I saw the post on Reddit and it does a pretty good job of breaking down just how much Battlefront 3 is missing compared to Battlefronts 1 and 2. Yeah. Um I'll just read through it quick. There's no single player campaign. Just a few missions depicting moments from the original trilogy that can be played solo or cooperatively. There is no galactic conquest mode. I'm not sure what that is. Is that it some was, sort of That was a single player mode. Oh, okay. Is that different from the campaign? Maybe not. Maybe I think Galactic Conquest was a game mode. Yeah. Okay. The max player count is capped at 40 across all platforms. When asked whether bots will be featured, DICE responded with no comment. There are no space battles or fighting in orbit, and air units will be confined to the area above ground maps, like in the Battlefield franchise. The game will launch with only four playable planets, though how many maps will be set on each is unclear. Only units and characters from the original trilogy will be featured. The AT-AT walkers shown in the trailer and promotional stills will not be player-controlled and will instead follow a scripted path across the battlefield. I seem to remember that being in Battlefront 2, though. What? The AT-ATs were not player controlled. I thought I, you could. So you can't control them in this this one. No, you can't in this one. Yeah. Oh, oh, the big ones. I seemed, yeah. I don't remember them being controlled in the, the a- other one. The other ones. I don't uh, remember. It's been so long. When did Battlefront 2 come out? 2000 something? Jeez. It's been a while. The player, the player will also be able to switch between first and third person perspectives at will, which is cool. Yeah, that is cool. I like that. I can imagine there's scenarios where one would be better than the other. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the game will also launch on November 17th, 2015, one month before the movie comes out. So, I mean, I'm probably going to own this game for the PC, PlayStation, and one. Really? Probably. Wow. I'm an idiot. Um, but... I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of torn because I don't think it's going to be re- received well, but at the same time, I don't really care. I think it's I'm, still I'm going predi- to be fun. I'm predicting eights. Pro- yeah, it'll be a, it'll be an eight. Well, if you go on the re- the subreddit for it, the world's ending. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not that. I, I'm pessimistic, but I'm not that <laughs> pessimistic. Pessimistic. I said if Hoth is in it, I'll buy it, and it is from what I've seen. Yeah, so. yeah, it is. It is. I, that's one of the playable planets. I don't know. I'm I'm waiting and seeing. Really, the, it's going to come down to whether the servers work. I think that's what's going to make or break Battlefront right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, we've said this before on the podcast, but do you really think EA would let this game flop? And you wouldn't think so, but... They've surprised us before. Yeah, exactly. So I would imagine that... Because this is the amount of rage like that it would get if it didn't work right. Yeah. I agree. But uh, the free DLC that comes with the planet Jakku is meant to bridge the gap between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Uh, official quotation, quote, the pivotal moment when the New Republic confronted key Imperial holdouts on a remote desert planet on the Outer Rim, taking place in the aftermath of the Rebel victory in the Battle of Endor, players will experience the events that created the massive battle-scarred landscape of Jakku, uh, shown in Star Wars The Force Awakens, end quote. 
So that's kind of neat, though, mm-hmm. having oh. that you know bridge the events between between episode six and episode seven. I know? like it. I know people are mad that DLC was announced already, but it's. Free. I think I've said this before, but I want to be the guy who coordinates all the lore for the relaunch of Star Wars through Disney. Oh yeah, they've uh, they've awesome got to have someone. They've got to oh, have yeah. someone keep all that stuff straight. Yeah. I had heard somewhere that apparently the Old Republic and Knights of the Old Republic are not no longer considered canon, necessarily. No, they, this is how they phrased it. They said that they're doing such a good thing, they're doing such a good job, they just want them to be their own thing. That's that's a slap, underhanded. Yeah, that is. Yeah. A backhanded compliment. Isn't that kind of messed up? Yeah. That's that. You guys are doing so well, you're on your own. Yeah, that's you do your own little cute little thing on the side. Oof, that's tough. Yeah. Well, that's PR spin for you. Yeah. Uh, despite the appearance and importance of vehicles in Battlefront, all combat will be planetary with no space-based maps at this point. But players can pilot speeder bikes, at-ats, and TIE fighters. Uh, I pretty much get the feeling that this is going to be Battlefield with Star Wars skinned. Yeah. Uh, you know what? And I maybe not. They won't do uh, initially do space battles, but maybe later on. Yeah. And and one of the things I saw about it, and I don't know if if Eric Kane wrote about this. I also read a little bit about this on IGN. But well, uh, you know, it, it'll be good for them to try and make. It, it'll be better for them to make a good shooter than try to worry about making a good piloting game and a shooter. Mm-hmm. You know. So at least they're, they're focusing on making a good shooter. Now maybe they'll add the space stuff later on. Yeah, you know that's completely right. I agree with that 100. percent Yeah, but even like the old Battlefront games, those I wouldn't necessarily call that good piloting. It was just very simple, but it added another, a whole other element to the game. Right. There, I mean, there will be piloting, but it, it's just uh, not in space. What, yeah. What's the word uh, on the on the on the planet? There was a term for it. Suborbital, yeah, maybe something like that. It was used in Star Wars Galaxies when they finally added, uh, right before the game got <laughs> went down the hole. Yeah, and they put f- so you could fly your ships around on the planets, which was kind of cool. But Oops. there's that. Uh, Battlefront is also only coming to new gen consoles and PC, and is going to run at 60 frames per second. Resolutions for consoles have not yet been announced. That's good. So. I mean, did anybody expect this to come out in the last consoles? Mm, I don't think so. Yeah, don't think so. Wasn't there? Wasn't there? Wasn't it announced like leaked a long time ago? But then they rebooted. Rebooted it. I don't I have know. a hard time using my words today. Maybe. Maybe I'm glad they're. Uh, it wouldn't matter. I would. I'm getting it for PC, so it'd be running at 60 frames per second no matter what. Yeah, but it's good for for the consoles. I don't know what you guys think, but I think this might be the most interesting game coming out in the fall. Yeah, maybe because it's, it's got, got the most around. It's, it's got the most weight on its shoulders. It, it really does. No and doubt. Like it's gonna be. I think it'll be cool. Cool to see if it fails, but also <laughs> cool to see it like succeed really well. Yeah, everyone's so. hoping it fails because it's just because it's EA. Yeah, so that would be awesome to see it succeed. So everybody's proved wrong. I selfishly don't want it to fail because I want it to be good because I want to play it and enjoy and it, love it, actually play it. Yeah, yeah that's that, that's just my own selfish reasons. I'm with you. As I said, I think it's the most interesting game this this coming fall. Yeah, it's or this it's year. De- it's definitely got big shoes to fill. <laughs> 
I mean, regardless, it's going to disappoint a lot of people probably. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like the new movie. Yeah. I know people were mad that the lightsabers had hilts on it that were lightsabers. And that only makes sense. It would happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's dumb. People I think people were upset because it's an impractical use what? of a huh. laser. A hilt. Oh, for the love of God. Made out of laser. Why? It's to block the lightsaber from sliding down the other lightsaber and cutting your hand. I guess in terms of like when you wield it, like it would be really easy to cut yourself on your own hilt. Oh, yeah. I think that's why they disliked it. But well, I saw somewhere there's an explanation for it in one of the new novels, one of the new Star Wars novels. Uh-huh. That kind of made it make sense. Okay. Well, they're master lightsaber wielders. I wouldn't be too worried. Yeah. Some people get all into depth about wielding a lightsaber too. It's pretty. It's, pretty it's not real, guys. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> it's pr- yeah, but like the 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 depth that people go into with some of this stuff is it's pretty impressive for it being a piece of fiction. You know, it's like the people who know how to speak that Game of Thrones language or yeah, exactly. Elvish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Klingon. Exactly. It's fantastic. Can't you get a degree in Klingon? Maybe somewhere you might. What, what would you do with that? You go to Star Wars, or, excuse me, <laughs> oh, Star Trek conventions and, and impress people with your... You'd have a conversation in Klingon, no doubt. There's a, this is a little off topic, but while we're talking Star Trek, there's a, good, there's a list of the 100... Is it 100? 100 best Star Trek episodes. Or the 100 must-watch Star Trek episodes. I think I'm going to start watching them. Yeah. I mean, I've heard it's really good. I've I've seen it a little bit. I I could never get really get into it. Sure. Um, I think it was was it Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah, Jean Luc Picard. Yep. Well, what kind of got me into Star Trek was the the reboot rebooted movies. The rebooted movie. I only saw the first one, but it was really good. I still have to see Into Darkness. It's on Netflix still. I think. Yes. Yes, it is. I should I should just watch it because the first one was really good. Yeah. Second one's not as good, but I still really liked it. Right. Okay. Uh, moving on. Steam has a new policy to try and limit spam and phishing accounts, which requires the account holder to spend at least $5 US in the store or have $5 in their Steam wallet in order to have access to some of the features of Steam, such as sending friend invites, opening group chat, voting on green light, Steam reviews and workshop items, participating in the Steam market, posting frequently in the Steam discussions, gaining Steam profile levels, and trading cards, submitting content on the Steam Workshop, posting in items Steam Workshop discussions, accessing the Steam Web API, and using browser and mobile chat. So that's good. Have you guys, like me, been getting a lot of spam friend invites? I haven't. Okay. No. Really? Because over the past, it started maybe about a month ago. I started getting like one a day, probably a, a spam account really? friend invite. Yeah. I like I know people have that issue on BattleNet too, but I've not had that issue. I don't. I, I haven't gotten any on BattleNet, but uh, yeah, it's pretty frequent on Steam. Wow. Okay. I wonder why that is that I haven't been getting it, but a lot of other people have. I is my account know. not leveled up high enough? To, Maybe like, you might not have enough it. games on it either. Like I have almost three hundred games that might have something to do with it because they try to hijack your account. I think you have over three hundred. If no, I, I'm too. Oh no, it combines my games with your yeah, games. Yeah, okay. I'm at I'm at two. I think two eighty five or something like that for my for wow. games. 
So yeah, that's good. Uh, I have noticed since that came about, I don't think I've gotten a single spam friend. Uh, it was this weekend when it came out. I haven't gotten a single one. So to me, it's already working. Uh, and then users who haven't spent five dollars in Steam will still have access to their games, but not all the other stuff. Okay. So, and I guess uh, if you only buy physical copies of games and activate on, I activate them on Steam, that doesn't count as your five dollars. Or uh, if you're gifted games, if you have to phys- you have to physically spend five dollars. That's easy in Steam. Well, it's very easy to do, but uh, I guess there are some people out there that only buy like physical copies and activate them on i mean someone's going to be pissed off by this but i i'm sure not i've i've spent more than i needed to in the steam there's always that one person yeah yes there is so for me that was good news uh and then my last piece of news amd ceo lisa sue inadvertently outed the release date for windows 10 during an investor's call last week pegging the end of july as a current target microsoft had announced earlier that it would be out this summer uh and of course declined to add further to Sue's, Sue's statement. Oops. So, Windows 10, end of July. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Bring it on. My PC's ready. I'll probably wait initially um, for other people to try it out for, for gaming, but uh, I'll be one of the, the early upgraders. Just it's cause. free, right? Yep, free upgrade. I'll, I'm going to do it day one, Dan. Day I'll let one. you know. All right. I mean, I'll I'll do it on this on my laptop because anything with Windows seven, eight, or eight point one can upgrade for free. So, good guy Microsoft for doing that. Yeah, it's a smart business move too. Yeah, why not? Getting with the times. Yeah, not just well, that, but like, and also inviting. I mean, I don't know how many pirates are gonna get actual, you know, upgrade to Windows ten, but I'm sure a percentage of them will, and that brings more people into the legitimate ecosystem you know yeah that's true yeah. so that they want they want people buying microsoft office yeah that's a subscription now too is that right which is kind of annoying yep. yeah yeah probably smart yeah that's what adobe does now too yeah it's i mean it wouldn't work out for them if they didn't if it didn't make them or they wouldn't do it if it didn't make them more money yeah. It's also less daunting for you to be like, okay, you know, Photoshop is five bucks a month as opposed to two hundred up front, you know, or whatever yeah. it is. And I mean there's just so many crowdsourced freeware going around that can do the same thing that Or or very close to it. Yeah. That all these software programs like Photoshop, you can just use GIMP. Yeah. Microsoft Word, I, you can use OpenOffice or LibreOffice, or I mean, there's a number of them. So, mm-hmm. so that's it for my news. Will, what do you got? My first one is uh, new Starbound update adds pets and teleporters and slime. Uh, so the last stable update for Starbound was three months ago, and <laughs> before that had been nearly a year. Uh, but it's starting to update a little bit more frequently now. But I just want to get your guys' opinions, like. It's pretty frustrating that this game's not out yet, right? Because weren't we promised it to be out by latest 2014, by the summer? It was supposed to be... that. A lot of people thought that the 1.0 patch was coming out, like, right before Christmas last year, and it never did. I've given up on it. I, I won't play it even when it does come out to version 1.0. No? I've put, like, 40 hours into it or something like that. That that was enough for me. Yeah. Um, 
See, I, I didn't. Know. I've only put in two. I've waited so yeah. I can play it when it's out, but I only have so much time. Yeah. Well, that's just it. See, the thing is, though, I get very easily brought into hype, and if there's any hype around it, I'm like, well, I've got to play Starbound now. Yeah. So I'll end up playing it, but there was like a good, solid chunk of maybe like six months where everybody was super excited for Starbound. And now I feel like all that excitement is gone. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Well, that it, it's been in early access for two years. But, but why? I don't know. It's not. It doesn't seem like it's that complicated of a game. I just don't think the developing te- the development teams working that hard on it. You know, it I think, must be. I mean, it's just Terraria in space, right? And, and yeah, it's got. It's well, got they've more been features. doing this. The Terraria team has made Terraria in space. Yeah. Yeah, and then they're putting out Terraria Otherworld. It's called Edge of Space, yeah, and then the Otherworld. When's that come out? They never gave out a release date, but I'm assuming soon, right? I don't know. Because they're working on Terraria 2 as well. Yeah. I don't know. The whole early access thing kind of bothers me because Massive Chalice still isn't out, and The Long Dark isn't out, and those are two games that I have and I kind of want to play, but, like, why bother if it's not out? Yeah. Yeah, I won't. I won't buy a game in early access anymore. I don't think. No. Um, Unless I, I got. I, I got too burned by by Starbound, and, and and the problem with that too is like the the people that complained like, hey, you're you're not putting out updates out enough. Uh, were banned from from forums and like you know there was there was a movement to silence people who were upset that there was not not enough progress on the game. So. There's that too. That was a little bit of a controversy in the Starbound community. What but. game was it that they put out an early access game and then announced they're doing another early access? Oh, it was Rust. Rust. Yeah. <laughs> that bothers me so much. Yeah. We're gonna start over and take the game in another direction. <sighs> Again. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the early access stuff. It's kind of it's kind of scuzzy to some point. Yeah, I won't. I won't spend money on an early access game anymore. The problem. Well, Steam- Steam tried to tried to implement some sort of filtration process for that, right? Like they didn't you had to commit to updating your game and I don't know, or did yeah. they just update update the terms for when you submit an early access game? Is that I'm I not can't sure specifically what they did, but it was something along the lines of yeah. they had to agree to have regular updates for the game, and you know the early access program was only for games that they intended to have a full release for. Yep, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, it's legally Steam is protecting themselves. I don't think Steam should have to babysit everybody, though. You know, I mean, there's how many games on Steam? Um, it's not there. I, I don't feel like it's their job to babysit absolutely every little game that's out there. You know, people, no need to, people need to be more careful with their money and not, not buy every new neat, crazy sounding thing. If yeah. you don't think it's going to pan out, pan out, you know, how long I think everybody's starting to realize that though. Yeah. Yeah. Honey, honeymoon phase is over. Yep. How long has uh Daisy been in early access? Does anybody know? Uh, for a while. Too long. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I got that as part. Of, I feel like I got that like a year and a half ago as part of a humble bundle that came with Arma Two. Okay. So I didn't like buy it on its own. I just got the you just got the, it. the mod as part of the humble bundle. And I know the developers of Daisy upped the price for their game. It's like it's still not even in beta. Yeah. I'm wondering if H1Z1 is going to be out before Daisy. 
Maybe. See, the thing with H1Z1, though, is when I knew it was under Sony, I was pretty confident it was going to come out, but now it's not. Right. Wait, they, it didn't come out? H1Z1, no, it's only in alpha. Yeah, they're still working. Oh. So, like, I'm not going to play that, because when I played it, it was pretty bare bones with a lot of stuff. And I realized it's a zombie apocalypse, but I felt like I wasn't making any progress whatsoever. Yeah. So, I'm waiting for that. It might be better now. I know they added bears in the game. Nice. Which is a pretty big deal. <laughs> Love myself a bear. Yeah. Uh, but my next one is Shovel Knight. Uh, comes out on the Xbox One April 29th, and it's already out on the PS4. It's cross-buy on the PS4, so you can have it for everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a game I want to play. I'm probably going to buy it when I can get my PSN live, or PSN subscription going again. Mm-hmm. I haven't done it. Yet. It's also on the 3DS it, yep, it's and on, Wii U. It's basically out on everything at this point. Yep. You should play it's, it. It was on Steam. It came out on Steam simultaneously, I think, with uh, the Wii U and 3DS versions. Uh, I know Corey and Eric both played it. Corey, did you really oh, like yeah. it? I don't remember. Uh, I liked it. It was good, not as good as good as everyone gave it credit for, right? Yeah. I think um, the description of it that I latched onto most was like the greatest NES game ever, mm-hmm. kind of thing. You yeah, know, that makes sense. But it's coming out in two thousand, or it came out in two thousand fourteen, right? Um, the next one is that Bravely Second is out in Japan now. It's called Bravely Second and Lair, uh, the follow up to last year's Bravely Default. There has not been any word on when it's coming here. I'm assuming it was because this article says uh, it sold out, sold quite well here, which baffled uh, and delighted the executives at Square Enix. So uh, baffled I'm, and delighted. Yeah. Wow. I, they must have. I don't know why they even decided to bring it over if they thought it was going to do so poorly. But I'm yeah. glad they did. I'm glad they did too. I love that game. Uh, I'm hoping this one's a little bit better with the grinding. It's supposed to. It's supposed to be. Because everyone hated that part. Everyone hated that part. Yeah. So Show me a person who liked it. I'll call him a liar. Yeah, exactly. It was awful. Uh, so they, they were going to work on that for the for the next one. So it's supposed to be a little more... Uh, I don't focused? Know yeah, focused is a, is a good way to put it, yeah. I can't I can't think of my words tonight either, Corey. Um, these are, is it the same characters in this one? No, it's a couple a couple of char- same characters, but but some different ones. Do we know which ones? Kind of. Are we allowed? I'm to not say? Gonna, I'm not going to spoil it for people who don't know. But the at at the end of Bravely Default was there a video or did I? Yeah, one person's in rough shape. Yeah, there was at at the end of Bravely Default there was a a, a video that they showed showing one of the characters from yeah. The next one, um, Not I, I won't spoil that for people who haven't played it. If you haven't played it, it's, it's really good, other than the middle third. Yeah, if you can... <laughs> if you can you power can, through that, just well done. Put it on the highest speed for combat and just fight those dragons repeatedly, yep. and those bosses. Um, we'll talk after, because I want a, a little refresher on the character. I think I know who it is, but I just want to make sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that gets me excited. I hope it comes out soon-ish. Yeah, I I would if I had to guess, I would say it's probably going to come out in the fall. Okay. Here because Xenoblade Chronicles X is also coming out in Japan next week oh. and that's supposed to come out in the fall too. Okay. So I would think we'll probably hear about it at E3 okay. with it being only a month and a half away. Do you remember how long Bravely Default was in Japan before it came here in the first was it a year? 
it might i think it was a little bit longer yeah okay. it, it was about a year if i if i had to guess i okay. think it was a year it'll yeah. probably get here faster than that because they did. yeah because now they know it's it's it was popular enough to yeah. bring the sequel over here too this is one game that i hope just always does really well yeah it's it was, like it was good it's like one of the only jrpgs that's like been really really i've been able to play really yeah, yeah. um let's see uh, well, my phone's about to die, so I'm gonna try and get this one in. Okay. Uh, GameStop is to give is giving out a hundred thousand dollars in scholarships to employees. Uh, they committed a chunk of its capital to the future of the organization. The video game retailer is making an investment in itself by helping out people who work at the store at that level. Uh, so that's a good thing. Yeah, it's always good when companies um back people going to college and working in their company. Um, let's see if I could get a little more. Today, GameStop announced its Power to the Scholars program, a uh, scholarship fund for its employees that made up, that's made up of $100,000 between May 1st to June 19th. Employees can apply for one of 40, uh, 2,500 scholarships. That's, uh, 40 people can get the $2,500 for scholarship for use in pursuing higher education. The requirements for the application are that your employee must have worked at GameStop for at least one year and have a minimum grade point average of 3.0. Oh, that's I said, doable. Yeah, yeah that is doable. It's pretty easy to get a 3.0, I think. I wonder what the application entails. Do you get to write an essay about how much you love GameStop? Because that would be the hardest part. <laughs> Unless it's the Vestal one. And well, any retail <laughs> is, is brutal. I love Vestal GameStop. Yeah, but still... The, yeah. the people that they probably have to put up with on a regular basis. Oh, yeah. I understand it. Ugh. <laughs> this is only slightly related, but did you guys see the video of the kid that had 30 seconds to make a layup, a three-pointer, uh, in a half-court shot? No. And if he did, he won a $10,000 scholarship? No. And it was just like a high school game. Did he do it? Yeah, he did it. That school must have been so mad. It was awesome. Like, everyone freaked out and, like, rushed him on, onto the court. And it was just some dude. Yeah. You know, just some, some kid. That's fantastic. Like, That's the a- players from both teams were, like, dancing around him and everyone was... <laughs> it was. It was great. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because you're not supposed to win them. No. <laughs> no. The, the people that sponsor those do not budget for you to win them. It, nope. It's like... Um... Well, I forgot what Will Ferrell movie it is, but they do that. It's the basketball one. Oh, Semi-pro. Yeah. Semi-pro. And he does the, the half-court shot with the real stoner dude, and he <laughs> makes it, and it was like $100,000, and he made it, and they just kicked him out of the stadium. <laughs> nice. But anyway, that that's all I had. Okay. What do you got, Corey? Just one little one. This is the only thing I felt worthy of discussing in this past week. You guys got all the good ones. Trine 3 launched in early access on Steam on Tuesday. Very oh, nice. it's already there, huh? Yeah, it's already there, speaking of early access. Uh, so Frozenbyte said that Trine 3 is our first move towards 3, 3D game... Uh, Frozenbyte is the developer. Trine 3 is our first move towards 3D gameplay in the Trine series, so we wanted to get in touch with our player base in an early enough phase to collect feedback on the new gameplay features so we can tweak those into the right direction. Early access can hopefully provide us with lots of players willing to do this. So there you go. There's an actual reason to use early access. 
obviously they have a good track record with trying one and trying two, both really good games that both came out and sold well. Yeah. Uh, available on a lot of different things too. And then, you know, they're just using that to uh, tweak the yep. gameplay. That's yep. what it's for, you know? Yeah, it's not for uh, people can launch this shell of a game and have it be developed, like, with with no game plan in mind yeah. and just sort of developed as Wing it goes, it. whimsy. Wing it. Or willy-nilly. Um, yeah, this is it's basically this is like paying for the game. And like you said, Dan, they have a good track record. People are going to foot the bill because Trine's such a great series. Yeah. One of my favorites, for sure. Um, and a game I'm really looking forward to. They can people can pony up that money now, and it's basically like a beta demo, you know, uh-huh. of the game, and they can give their feedback and frozen bite benefits. Everyone wins, win, yeah. win, win. Yeah, we win because we get to talk about it. Definitely, six to seven hours total playable content. Once the game comes out, uh, there is an online multiplayer mode and a level editor. But in the early access build, you will just get all, well, you get all three characters, but there will only be two maps and a local co-op multiplayer mode. And uh, the full release will be at the end of the summer. Nice. Okay. Cool. I'm really excited for that game. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I still have to play the first two. Oh my god, I'll play with you. I have Trine 2 actually on my tablet. It was one of the games that came came with it. Run It runs on the tablet, too. It's not streamed from anywhere. I'm, I'm pretty sure Corey and I beat that on his first 24-hour stream for Extra Life. Oh, nice. I think you're right, yeah. Corey, we got to play through the third one now. Uh, I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. We should do it for three big queens. Yeah. Well, three players. Yeah, and we also have to start a Divinity playthrough. Yeah, we do. There's not enough time <laughs> for oh, all this isn't. for all this stuff. There really no. isn't. What? How long till The Witcher? About a month. Yeah, it's the twenty fourth. Uh oh. Yeah, month and two a days. A little over a month. Oh boy! I still got to get through one and two before then. Same here. But before I get to one and two, I've got to get through Pillars of Eternity at the very yeah. least. <laughs> I probably won't get through uh, Xenoblade before then, but to play Bloodborne too. You should have played Bloodborne. That game's fantastic. I need more time right now. Yeah, I need to I quit you. my job. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> You're right, because I wouldn't have been able to buy it otherwise. Right, right. All right, well, let's get into our week, shall we? Mm-hmm. What do you got going on, Corey? I got a job. You, you did. did? I did, yeah. Starting Monday, paid orientation with lunch. Nice. Yeah. Well a round of applause. I'm going back, I'm going back to Blue Collar. Going to be taking care of uh, grounds at a old folks' residence. Oh, good, nice. But you'd think I was applying for the CIA based on all the paperwork and tests I had to undergo. Yep. But uh, like what? Not getting, pa- not getting paid much, but you know, it's part of the part of the reason why I left New York City was I didn't care for the the corporate lifestyle, and this is the total opposite. So I'm hoping at least I'll be happier. Even though and, I'll be much lighter in the pockets. Well, maybe you won't come home all depressed too, and you can pursue creative things. Right. You know, pursue pursue your your dreams. I sure. Guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm really I'm not I'm not there for the money. Right. Um, I'm there to make enough money to pay the bills, but stay happy and healthy and yep. all that stuff. And the hours are great. It's uh, 
eight to three weekdays only. Oh wow, perfect. That's perfect. Yeah, and I get to be outside in the summer. That's that's gonna be the only thing I miss about uh, working at the golf course. It's working outside. Yeah. Stay fit. Stay stay tan. Tanned. Keep your sandy sun bleached hair. <laughs> But yeah, no, right. I, I'm excited. Uh, it'll be nice to have a little more structure in my day because my days have slowly been devolving the last four <laughs> months. Nice. Yeah, it started off real productive every day, all day, and then it just kind of got worse and worse and worse. And gotcha. Then, then I ran out of money, and I was like, okay, well, now I need to work. Yeah. So. Nice work, though. That's where I'm at. Thanks. Thanks. I'm proud of long, you. It was a long process. What I'm wondering, though... Is because I'm working for a nonprofit. Does that mean I can get student loan forgiveness? I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, I think. I know if you're like a teacher, you can. But I think there's there's some sort of uh, working for a nonprofit. I don't know. I'll figure that out on look, my own. Look her up. Maybe. The other thing I wanted to mention was the delicious menu. Uh, I went to brunch over the weekend with my girlfriend and her co-workers at my favorite place around here. It's called Nail Creek Pub and Brewery. And they had, because uh, 420, which is a major stoner holiday, was, what's today? Wednesday? It was Monday. It was Monday, yeah. Uh, we went to brunch on Sunday. They had their 420 menu. And it was a printout. And there was just a little drawing of, at the top of a guy that looked like Willie Nelson smoking a bowl. But their menu was awesome. I got bacon cheeseburger egg rolls. Wow. Oh, my God. And they also had peanut butter and jelly French toast and mac and cheese, mac and cheese stuffed poblano peppers with crusted with Cheeto. Cheetos <laughs> crusted over it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That sounds fantastic. That's crazy. It was great. They wouldn't. We got there at like 1130 and they wouldn't serve alcohol till noon. I don't, is that a thing? Uh, probably. I hope not. That's stupid. Yeah, kind of sucks. You, you should be able to get alcohol whenever you want. Yeah. Well, I know. I remember going to a Fourth of July party one year. I think it was Fourth of July, and it was like a Sunday. And I was on my way driving from Endwell to New York Valley, and I stopped at the Wise to pick up some beer. And it was early. I think it was like seven thirty, and they wouldn't sell it to me. Like. They're like it's against the law. Like, we can't sell you beer. I think it's. I think it. I think it's like eight o'clock in the morning. But why? I don't know. They feel like they need to babysit everybody. Why? Just let people do their own thing. Let people be stupid if they want to be stupid. You know. It's, yeah. It's or, dumb. Or you know, I wasn't even being stupid. Right. I just wanted beer for the party later that day. <laughs> well, I mean, like, like you know, bartenders can yeah. be responsible for people driving drunk home like why that's not it's not the bartender's responsibility to babysit you because then they're liable they shouldn't be though who made that case initially that it was the bartender's fault that some asswipe got in a car accident because they drank too much and and drove home i don't know but that precedent was was set somewhere it was some prick lawyer that did it is what happened yeah to to try and you know pass the blame on to someone else prick lawyers yeah, I hear that. <laughs> but I started drinking a lot uh, as soon as noon hit. Tried some beers I've never tried before, and then I came home and slept for like two hours. Oh, man. I would, my day. I would kill for a nap, like a good, 
uninterrupted two or three hour nap kill yeah i'm I'm not a big napper but after three or four beers early in the morning you either oh, yeah. gotta keep it going all day or yeah. you gotta go to sleep for a little bit yep. so <laughs> i remember that from my old drinking days yeah you start drinking in the morning you gotta you gotta sleep it off in the afternoon yeah i was really tempted to keep it going all day but i didn't have anybody to hang out with my girlfriend had to go to work so, so i would have just been you. here by myself <laughs> yeah Okay. That's all I wanted to talk about. Sounds good. What about you, Will? Uh, not a whole lot. I got sick again earlier in the week. I'm better now. But, uh, yeah, around Sunday night, I started to feel a little sore throat coming on, and I was like, figures. Yeah, but I only was sick for two days, and I was really sick, I think maybe two weeks ago, uh, where my stomach just killed. Yeah. So I hate being sick more than anything. Having to work and stuff like that, and then oh, having yeah. to go to the gym and just yeah, because you're still new, you can't really call in yet. I yeah, and like I just had to take a week off for stupid jury duty. Yeah, so like I can couldn't not go in, and then I got called into work on Tuesday on my day off, and I was like, oh, and I was sick, but feeling a little bit better now, uh, more energy. I took medicine for the first time in like years. Uh, because I had to go to work and everything like that. It was yeah. different when I was home alone all day. And yeah, you could just lay. <laughs> lay there and be miserable. Uh-huh. Like when I had Ebola and it was like October. <laughs> <laughs> could just lay there. Yeah. But uh, other than that, uh, not a whole lot. I played some video games. I played a little of the Handsome Jack Collection, which I forgot about uh, in teasers. A little bit of Hero League and Heroes of the Storm. I'm excited to hear about that. Uh, my face hurt all day today. Why? I went to clean my face with acne stuff, and last night, I mind you, and I woke up, and my face hurt so bad, so I was then at work today, and, like, my face was just beet red, like it is now, but worse, and, like, whenever I, like, laugh or something, my face hurt, and it was really embarrassing all day, because hmm. I knew everybody was looking at it. What What caused it? Just the acne stuff that oh, I put really? on. Yeah, I think it was just either I put it on too much, and it, like, chemically burned it which is scary to think about people putting that on their face because i'm not going to anymore uh or just like during the winter when i was using it i had this issue but during the summer i didn't i thought it was good enough for a climate to do it again gotcha no it isn't right what is it i don't know some product some yeah some Mm. product but that's my week Uh uh-huh not a whole lot. Nothing interesting. Hockey. Yeah. That's all that's the only thing I've been doing is watching watching playoff hockey, which has kept me up really late a few nights yeah. now. Uh and I I don't make that sleep up. Uh you know, it was the game last night got over at like 2:20, which is usually about when I go to bed, but uh the stress of the the especially games that go into overtime really just wears on you more than like sitting down and playing a video game or watching a movie and and by the end of it i was spent you yeah. know because i had been I, I was telling these guys earlier i'd been watching you know playoff hockey with an elevated heart rate for four and a half hours so i felt like i had just gotten done playing uh uh five complete periods of hockey and part <laughs> <laughs> part of a sixth 
even though I hadn't, I'd just been sitting on the on the couch wa- or sitting on my little egg chair and watching. But oh, I understand that though, just watching it and being drained. Yeah, crazy. absolutely drained. It sucks when you have a rooting interest in every series too. Yeah, yeah, it's been a bad playoff. Yeah, I've been I've been wa- watching a lot of hockey, uh, which sucks because it cuts into my video game time. But um, I've found a good game to play while watching hockey is Hearthstone. I could see that. It is, actually. Because you take your turn, and then you watch the game. And you just listen for the sound cues, and then you take your turn. Yeah. That's That's pretty nice. That's a good combination. I don't know if it's enough to bring me back to Hearthstone, but... (laughs) Heroes of the Storm is terrible to to play well. Oh, yeah, you have to focus on that. You can't look away for even a minute or uh, 10 seconds, because you might miss something. Especially, like, late game when you're doing all the team battles. You don't mm-hmm. want you don't want to look away during that. So Unless you die and you got that fifty second respawn, <laughs> right? Which is nice sometimes. Fifty cent sure. or fifty second respawn of shame. <laughs> uh, so that's all I had going on. Uh, should we get right into what we played? Mm, you want? I man. think this episode's going to be over an hour, though. I think we're going to make it. Really? Yeah. All right. Yep. Good work. We're, we're at forty eight minutes right now. Almost forty nine minutes. So. Uh, Corey, we'll start with you. Uh, I played... Uh, I have three beaten games to discuss oh, wow. this week. I'll start nice. with Dragon Age Inquisition, all 118 okay. hours of it. Good 118. job. 118. Did everything. Nice. Except for a couple of the uh, hidden secrets. Yeah, I couldn't find all that stuff either. I Yeah, that in I didn't feel like, A, the reward probably wasn't worth it. Right. Especially um, over leveled, like you are, like you probably yeah, were. Yeah, it's just a, a waste of time at that point. I didn't care for the ending at all. No, I thought the the ending was a little bit underwhelming too. I think, I think uh, again, you know, a game. I was more offended by the way Dragon Age Inquisition ended than I was Mass Effect Three. Well, you liked the Mass Effect Three ending, though, didn't you? I did. I liked it a lot, but. I don't know, this whole, <laughs> I don't really know how much influence I haven't, I, I haven't explored the other ways, the other choices that people have made, but I haven't, I don't know, it did, I didn't feel like anything I did really mattered. That's how I felt at the end too. And I don't know if that's, that's the case or not, but that's the impression that I got from, from a little bit of reading I did after I actually beat it. So that's. That's definitely the that was definitely a con of mine for the ending of Dragon Age Inquisition. You know what I, we should do? Start doing is for like big games like that is we should do a spoiler discussion, like tack it on at the end of the episode. Well, that's what and you we can say. Do. Like from here, from here on, you know, spoilers. That's what. Well, we had uh, feedback a couple weeks ago. Someone wanted us to do hangovers. Yeah, so we could do that. We'll just record it when we're done. When we're done with the episode and put out put out as its own. 15 or 20 minutes you know uh, yeah, yeah i think we should do that too uh I'm, I'm fine. but I'm yeah fine with doing I, that. I, I was happy i mean well i had no issue i don't know it just it just kind of ended for me and, and i had no issue fighting through the end of it because i was over leveled i mean that's gonna happen anyway i expected that having done everything beating all the dragons and that was another thing that really bothered me are the dragon battles were terrible yeah they were all the same thing with a different element and they did that stupid thing where you'd hit them knock them down and then they'd They'd jump away and spin and then put up their armor and you have to go through the whole thing all over again 
And it wasn't, there was no, like, ebb and flow of battle. It was just like, this is stupid. I'm holding auto attack using the same combination of abilities. This is just taking forever. There's no way he's going to beat me. It's just wasting my time for the next. One of the dragons I fought, the Highland Ravager in the Empress du Leon or whatever. Yeah. Yep. I was really, really annoyed by that. The AI for your teammates is terrible. Oh, it's it's awful. And they just kept walking into stuff and dying, and I kept trying to micromanage it. And eventually I just gave up and was like, this is not worth my time. And I just auto-attacked with just my guy while my team was dead for literally, I kid you not, half an hour. Wow. The Highland Ravager. It was terrible. And it was, I don't know. And all the dragons are, were the same. Yeah. I don't know. I'm scared to play this game now. Well, I, I, again, like I sound bitter about it, but it's just I, I did like the game. I think it's a good game. I don't want you guys to think I, you know, hate Dragon Age Inquisition. I, I think it's good. It's just I'm trying to take that other yeah side of it, and and because I mean, you and Eric picked it for your game of the year last year, so I'm just trying to give some counterpoints. I still pro I still probably would pick. I mean, it would be either that or Mario Kart for me mario kart 8 i don't i i couldn't see myself picking dark souls 2 over over dragon age i really enjoyed dragon age i had the same issues that you had Corey. i just did i don't it didn't bother me as much i don't think well the first one had the the was it the lands me is that what that's what it was i can't remember where you you were like in a like a council and yeah all your decisions came to light that you made throughout the game yeah. and you're making more decisions during that. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. And even even again if you go back to that idea of illusion of choice, even if they just gave you that at yeah. the end of the game, I would feel a lot better. Yeah. I don't know. I and my it. favorite my favorite character uh is the one Dan at the at the end that Oh. Yeah. I know what you mean. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I'd like to talk about it with you soon. We should, because uh, I should do a refresher before we do that, because otherwise I'd forget. Yeah, I want to watch some videos and just see how different choices play out uh-huh. and stuff like that. There's there's some really great things in that game, too, that I yeah. don't really touch on, because you guys already did. I just kind of try and touch on the stuff I absolutely hated. Yeah. I love playing dress-up in that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's probably the most fun. It's just seeing the different armor and how bad. Because my guy was just a little dwarf, but some of that armor he could put on, and then you could tint it with the new update. I don't know if you had played to that no, point, Dan. No, I hadn't. Yeah, there's a, the a table in the um, the Undercroft mm-hmm. where you craft weapons and stuff, where you yeah. can tint your armor. That was pretty fun. Yeah, all the armor looks really cool. I really like the crafting system in that. I thought the crafting was really good, really well done. Yeah, I couldn't... I didn't know, like, at the end of the game, I pretty much had just rare, the purple epic or legendary or whatever they're called, yeah. items for all my characters. Yep. I don't think I could craft anything better than those, mm-hmm. uh, unless there's, like, I don't know, tiers of crafting that I didn't discover or something like that. Right. But the whole uh, Skyhold stuff was really fun, building up Skyhold. I and always love doing that in, in a game. Yep, and going back and talking to everybody in between missions, that's great. 
and going to there's the one merchant that sold the orders that could increase your power. Mm-hmm. Spent so much money on those just because you know I didn't need to. But yeah, who'd you pick for your love interest? Uh, Is that spoilery? Um, no, it was the um, uh, the accountant Josephine. Girl. Josephine, yeah. See, I'm already yeah, forgetting all the names and stuff. It's, I mean, I haven't played it since early this year, so. That was when I finished it up, and I think I finished it up in January, shortly after New Year's. I started. I liked Cassandra at first, but then I, Josephine won me over with her kind of dorkiness. Yeah, yeah, I like the accent too. Oh yeah, the cool. Orlay. Yeah, I mean, I would have gone after Morgan, but Morgan was not a romanceable character in Dragon Age Inquisition. No, so. no, she's not. Which was unfortunate. I do like like that she was in it too. Anyway. Yeah. So that's that's Dragon Age. Uh, and then I, on a whim, just booted up Dying Light. I had been playing a lot of Dragon Age. I played 18 hours this past week, uh-huh. um, which is a ton. And then I needed something a little bit different, so I booted up Dying Light. And I was about 80% of the way through that game when I started, so I was pretty close to the end. But that game is not like riding a bike. Trying to remember everything at that point in the game. Yeah. I died a lot because I haven't played it in a couple months. Remembering all the parkour. Did you play with a controller or keyboard and mouse? Controller. Oh, jeez. Yeah. What are you doing? That's why it was hard, probably. I don't like keyboard and mouse. I don't know. This this might be one of the only, like, shooter-like games that I would play with a controller because of the uh, parkour and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's so easy on a keyboard. Like, it's all the same. You won't... the, the, The good thing about playing Dying Light on a keyboard and mouse is... Is like I said, all the all the you know the space bar is the jump in like every first person shooter, and I know the 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 it's isn't it like right bumper on Dying Light for what for like running and jumping and part like the parkour stuff, yeah, which yeah. is weird. I know you can map the buttons, but I tend to just use the default. That's strange to me. I, I think that would confuse me too. But I liked it. I you? thought the controls were cool. Yeah. Um, that's Dying Light is a really really good game. That's what I said too. Yeah, it. I, I mean, probably the. I, I can't say it's the best game I've come out this year because I. I think, I think it Blood, is for me. Honestly, Blood, Bloodborne would probably be it for me, but. In my brief, that whole brief experience zombie slaying playground thing is is great, and yeah. I, I didn't spend any time with the multiplayer or the the mod tools, developer tools, or whatever they are. Um, but once that stuff st- stuff starts coming out, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Got to the point where I just run around the city and I had the car traps. And I just activate them while I was on the run, uh-huh. and so the zombies would go to them, and the cars would explode, and I just keep getting experience. It was it was cool. Nice, yeah, that was a cool game, very cool game, very well done. Kind of got a raw deal with the reviews, I think. I think yeah. it reviewed well, didn't it? Yeah, but it got like sixes and sevens. Really? Is, yeah. It yeah, it bizarre. was one of those games, like six to eight. I think was the range. The, the range. I mean, I don't I'd know. Pro- Let's. I'd probably give it like an eight and a half. I don't like looking stuff up while we're talking, but I'm just going to boot up the Metacritic here. What did you think of the ending? I didn't dislike it as much as you. Okay. Um, I wanted a little bit more closure, which I think is what you said. No, I didn't like how the the final boss battle. I liked how how the game oh. ended and how it it gave you a reason like to drop you back off where you were. You know, like 
it explained that well in the story and it made sense in the story. Like yeah. most games are just like, oh, you beat the game, but you're, you can go back and do whatever you want now, you know, mm-hmm. with, with no, no explanation or no reason why the character would continue to do the same things, but it makes complete sense in Dying Light. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I did like the, the parkour part of the end of the game. Yeah. Climbing I thought that tower. was really well done, but you're right. The combat end of the game part was not well done i would have just liked to fight you know a fight even if it was an easy fight what you know yeah let me let me do what i've been doing the whole game yeah but yeah you're right a qte is never a good way to end a game no but yeah beat that as well well done uh what was the metacritic on it 74 yeah that's that's low i think is that the professional or user that's pro. Um, I'll check the... Well, PC is 75. The console versions are 74. User score is 7.7. 7. Really? That's okay. Yeah, I would. I think I would give it like an 8 or an 8.5 if I was ranking on a scale of 1 to 10 of how much I liked it. Not necessarily a review score. Right? It's it's one of those games that, kind of like Saints Row 4, is you just kind of just want to boot it up every now and again and yeah, kill some mess zombies. around. You know, play yeah. around with your cool abilities and and slay zombies. Yeah, I agree. There was there's the one part in the end where you're, I forget where you are and what you're doing. I think it's when you're trying to meet the doctor. Okay. And there's just this one long hallway that you have to get across. Oh yeah. You get across by the like the ceiling doing the parkour on the ceiling, but there's like a hundred zombies in that little hallway. No, I think it's in the, when you're in the museum. Yep, you're right, museum. Um, and I had so much fun. That's when I, when I started the game after not playing it for two months, that's the point where I was. Oh, wow. I had so much fun just throwing Molotov cocktails in that uh-huh. hallway and giving all the zombies headshots with my different guns and refamiliarizing myself with the game by doing that was, was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, so far my biggest surprise. Oh, uh, definitely. That'll be, that'll be my number one thus far for biggest surprise for a thummy. And when the, at year's end, we were worried about that one too because the review embargo didn't come up until day of, right? I uh, review embargo didn't come up until day of. A lot of people got the review copies late, yeah. Uh, yeah, like after the game had already come out, so they didn't get a chance to review it. I so wonder if I they were nervous or what? I'm not sure. I canceled. I canceled my pre order for it because of that because I found out like the day before that the reviews weren't coming out until late. So I canceled my pre order, and then when I saw that everyone, you know. Not only was it a, a good PC port, because that was another concern of mine, whether it would be run crappy on PC, uh, which it didn't, but but I was worried it was going to be, it was going to suck. Uh, and then when the reviews yeah. came out and they were good, good enough for it, I was like, okay, I can I can buy it. And thank you for buying it, by the way. I'm oh, yeah. I'm sure I used your copy, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I got it from Amazon. I got a, a, a game credit for it, and it was... I think it was only money 50, well spent. It was only fifty bucks, I think, and then I got a five or ten dollar Amazon credit for it. So, game credit, money well spent. Yeah. Okay. Next game, Corey. Uh, Heroes of the Storm. I also beat Hots well via our guidelines. Yeah. Which was level thirty and ten heroes. I just bought my last hero. Hero. Well done. Which was who did I buy? Gazlo. Yeah. Well, I played for the first time today. Oh, boy. Uh, Eric and I played... Well, Will, let's talk about our adventure into Hero League. Yeah, well, 
me and you were playing, well, it was last night, right? Yes. And we were doing quick match, and we were cleaning up pretty good. We've been winning a lot. Uh-huh. I was on a 15-game win streak. Wow. At the end of last night. So his the matchmaking was going to happen. Which it, it caught up with me today, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so Corey and I were kind of bored, and we had another person, one of my friends, and we decided to just do our make our team league thing, mm-hmm. which we made. Uh, and then we were like, let's just do Hero League and go for it. Which, which is, the Hero League is their, like, ranked ladder play. Uh-huh. Yeah, you start out rank 50, and uh, every win you gain experience to get to the next rank, and you rank down to one, uh, being the highest. Wow. Uh, is I that did, the highest, or is there, like, legend like there is in Hearthstone? There might be legend when the game comes out, which none of us covered. Here's oh, the Storms yeah. coming open beta May 19th, I think, and We're- then going open or released uh, June 2nd, yeah, which is shocking. I um, think I think Eric, was Eric the one that tweeted those, maybe? He must have been. Okay. Oh, wait, you know, it was me, and I didn't even. <laughs> Come oh, on, Will. I'm a big idiot. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, and I think the next hero has been leaked. Okay. My guess it's coming next Tuesday. I think they're going to announce it at the Heroes of the Dorm finale. Hmm. Oh, like, that's this weekend, right? It's Sunday. I got that feeling. It's going to be... A lot of people think, at least in the subreddit and stuff like that, it's going to be Kalthus, who is from Warcraft, which kind of sucks. But moving on, Hero League. Um, so Hero League is the the ranked aspect of it, and it's really cool because you can do a draft. So each person on each team gets to select their hero, and how it works is there's number one person goes, and you select, and then two people on the other team go, and then two people on your team go and then two people on their team go, and it just goes back and forth until each person has one or two like picks left. So I got last pick and second to last pick. So I was going with Brightwing for a my daily, and Brightwing's the favorite, my favorite support player. So I was lucky both times to get her. But how it is is like the per- person who picks first you know, gets to pick their hero that they're best with pretty much is what happens. And then from there, everybody fills in what role needs to be filled in. Yeah. So like right now, the big thing is the two healers, Tank, and the assassins. Uh, two assassins slash spe- specialists, like yep. if they're good with damage dealing, like Sylvanas, Zagara, um, Nazebo is another one. So that's how you fill in. And I, I think Johnny was the only person who didn't get to play as Sylvanas both times, who was the hero he was working on, because somebody on the other team picked her first. Uh-huh. But it's pretty cool. I like the draft. Corey? Mm-hmm. What do you oh, think? yeah, definitely. Corey, I mean, that's the only difference between Hero League and, and Quick Match. I think there is a big play difference. And you can't have the same hero on two different teams, right? Like yes, the, you can't. Once the hero's picked, it's gone. Out, yeah. I think there's a play difference. Um... I don't know. Maybe. I, I mean, I've played matches in quick match that I felt like the other team was very well coordinated and oh yeah, definitely working I, together. And then you know, a couple the, or the one we played in ranked was a breeze. Yeah, I just feel like everybody. Well, those players weren't good, but I feel like in the hero league, everybody. I'm trying to find the right words for this. There's nobody that's just kind of like out there doing their own thing, being stupid. 
Yeah. Everybody seems to be working as a team, and it's, like, working cohesively and everything like that. And everybody's going for the objectives and stuff like that. Like, you don't get the one or two players who are new who are just screwing around in the lane and not helping. Mm-hmm. And everybody, like, the other – me, like, the three of us didn't, like, chat a lot, but, like, the other two people on the team were, like, coordinating and telling, you know – who goes where and like what to do like it was more team focused and like everybody was being more in charge and not as mean i guess the people we played with weren't mean at all because we Mm -hmm. won but but yeah like uh, the first one we played was on haunted mines and we cleaned up pretty good we won i don't even know it was within like 15 minutes right yeah, that was a quick one. Yeah, I had one match I played that it was one about about the fifteen minute mark, and I was like, "Wow, that was a pretty solid dismantling, pretty fast uh, match." Yeah, and you know we had some pretty nice plays on that one. But the one after, boy, was that a fight! <laughs> we played on Tomb of the Spider Queen, which is one of my worst maps. It's my favorite map, but it's the map I'm just terrible with uh, winning on. And boy, was that back and forth the entire time, right, Corey? Oh yeah. That was one of those hard fought ones that when it was over and we we won, we were like that one felt good. We worked for that one. That's the one we ended on too cuz we didn't want to didn't want to screw it up and on a sour note. Yeah, cuz once I'm on a sour note, I have to keep playing till I win. Gotcha. <laughs> so, but That one Tomb of the Spider Queen is a good one for I was playing as Nazebo. Right? Was I playing as Nazebo? Yep, you were in Nazebo. Yeah, that's a good one for him, especially for the build that I use, because the first ability I pick is one that when I get minion kills, it increases my health in mana for every one, and it increments throughout the game. And that specific map, you're constantly killing minions. So I think by the end of it, I had like a 700 health bonus or something like that. Holy crap. And Nazebo can do a ton of damage, so with that extra health, he's also less squishy, so it works out really well. Yeah, that helps. It's a good map for him. But it's weird because that was the difficult one and Haunted Mines was the easy one and that one, that build for Nazebo isn't good for because you get very few minion kills. But, I don't know. It's one of those things. Yeah, the point of like two of the Spider Queen is to kill the minions that drop the gems and yeah. turn them in. But uh, there was a couple points where I thought we lost that match. Oh, yeah. I think it was over 30 minutes of a match. It was well, long. Yeah, it was a battle. But, uh... Yeah, that felt great to win that one. This game's awesome still. Why did you team league? We gotta get <laughs> Eric's the only other person we know that's forty. Wow. What are you, Dan? Uh twenty one, maybe. I I doubt I'll get up there with you guys. I told you, Dan, I'd I'd level you. I know, but a lot of it too is is having the ability to play all the different characters too, like That's true. Nah. Eh, yeah. There's three I've, characters I know, and that's it. Yeah, but I have, like, one that I play as. Lily. Just, just play him. I, I, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm playing my RPGs. Yeah, mm. we, we're not going to have Dan for a while. <laughs> Dan, are you giving up on HOTS? No. No, you, I'll play it. I just, I, I'm not, I'm, because my game time is so weird, it's only really late at night. Mm. Um, You know. Pretty much everyone wants to go to bed at that point. Usually, I can't get on before ten thirty. And with uh, playoff hockey going, you know, it's it's right. later a lot of times. So, well, yeah. you got to play because we got to do our episode on it June fourth. Yeah, we do. You're right. So we can we can do finally do our hot episode. So you don't have to hear about it as much. <laughs> everybody who's tired of it, sorry, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, any more hots talk? I don't think so. No, yeah, I don't have very much. 
I should play it more, though. You're right. Yeah. Just shoot me a text. Yeah. If you I'm guys, usually available. If you if you guys are all playing, I'll play if I'm home. Word. All right. Corey, did you play anything else? I've been playing a lot of Hearthstone on my phone. Oh, yeah. Here and there. Get my dailies done. That kind of stuff. But I don't think I, I played anything else. Gotcha. There's games I should be playing. I should go back to Pillars of Eternity. I was trying to... Now that I cleared out Dragon Age and um, Dying Light, I'll feel less guilty about playing Hearthstone and Hots and stuff. Yeah. that That's where I am now with Pillars of Eternity. Like... I just want to play that and, you know, beat it. And not that I want to move on uh, because I dislike it, but I want to. I got to play The Witcher. Yeah. At least play play The Witcher, even if I don't get to The Witcher 2 because I already played through that. I never never made it past the first few hours in in The Witcher. So I at least have to play that one. It's time. Yeah, exactly. You can do it. Okay. Will, what do you got? Uh, the only other thing I played really was the Handsome Jack collection. Yeah. I only probably played like an hour or two though, so it's Borderlands Two. Uh, the game looks nice and runs nice. It's very, I think it's sixty frames per second. Yeah, and it just, I'm pretty it, sure. You can tell. Yeah, I I know what you're saying when you mention it because it just seems like it just moves so nicely when I'm moving around and stuff like that. Yeah, which is great. And I'm playing with two other friends, so the game's pretty fun. Uh, I'm Zero the Assassin again. Uh, I was going to be the Siren, but my friend wanted to be her instead, so I didn't. I mm-hmm. I was going to just be a Zero again. And I'm going with the Snipe build. So oh, okay. I'm sniping from long range, so I'm not in the fray, and I can just, you know, shoot up people's heads and get a lot of critical damage. I looked up a build online because people do them. Oh, yeah. So uh, I've got, a one, got one down. Uh, going to be playing that probably for the next, I don't know, however long it takes to be both games. Good stuff. Uh, and one of my friends sold me Dark Souls Two, the sin of the first scholar, scholar of the first sin. scholar of the first sin, first son, something sin, sin, scholar yeah. of the first sin. Well, whatever the title yeah. is, yeah. The Dark Souls Two uh, for the Xbox One. So I have oh, that too. Nice. Got Bloodborne. Did not play Bloodborne yet. I've had a ton of time to play. Uh, Bloodborne. I want to do that when I know I have my day off and stuff like that, and I can just yeah. Because not having played Dark Souls, you're beginning to get pretty frustrated by it. I'm sure. Yeah, Eric's right. I might not like this game. Uh, I wouldn't go that far, but you're gonna you're gonna like Eric said. You're gonna have to get used to the fact that you're probably gonna die a lot. You're not you're you're not as experienced as as we were going into Bloodborne. You know that's tough. So I like to be good at the games that I play. Yeah. That's one you just you gotta take your time. Stay tuned. It's very rewarding though. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to hear your thoughts about it after you play it and Dark Souls too. Also, yeah, uh, I'm as I said, it's hard to figure out when I'm gonna play everything because there's so much I want to play. Like I want to play Story of Seasons, but that might go on the back burner. Uh, back burner until I get a new 3ds. I haven't really, I haven't made my decisions yet. There's a lot of things for me to figure out. Yeah, um, but playing Hearthstone, goodness. How's your, uh, how's your new, how's your computer running now oh, with all the it's great upgrades? Oh, it's great. Everything's just fast and, yeah. and I, even like I noticed in Heroes, like I was moving around menus faster and like my character's movements were better and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And a lot of people have issues with good computers running Heroes. Really? Yeah, I guess StarCraft Two suffered from the same thing. It's the same engine. Just for whatever reason, the game just runs awful on yeah. good computers sometimes and 
great on bad computers. Hmm. It's one of those things that's yeah. really weird. Yeah. It's like Diablo 2 won't run on really good gaming computers now sometimes, which I have to get that disc yep. before I go. Don't let me forget. Um, but, like, old computers, it's fine. Nice. But I didn't really play anything. I'm hoping to have – I have a day off Friday so I can actually start playing stuff. Um, and then Sunday, so. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. That's it for me. That's it for you. Uh, yeah, I mean, the only of, the only things I've been playing are, again, Xenoblade Chronicles on the 3DS – and and pillars of eternity i'm still loving both games but again i'm running into the whole like i kind of want to play something different because they're both like really meaty really lengthy rpgs i kind of just want to play like a first person shooter just Just something mindless something yeah something a little more mindless something different um but you know i still love i'll probably beat pillars of eternity within the next week or week and a half i'm gonna try and focus on that and a little less on xenoblade chronicles because uh that's that's a mobile game and or i mean mobile you know yeah the the, the system is mobile Uh, yeah once once the 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 weather gets a little nicer here the kids are gonna start you know playing outside so i could take the 3ds with me when we when we go outside and sit in a lawn chair and play 3ds while they play in the backyard get off a chunk of that that game yeah so i you know i'll probably try and focus on pillars of eternity and and get that hammered out and 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 get ready to play the witcher which is going to similar oh yeah so i i don't have anything new to report other than you know i still like those two games a lot so which is good yeah um should we get into feedback Sure. Want to just do the whole episode in one shot? Yeah, let's do it. Might as well. Okay. All right. Uh, is it still just the one, Corey? Just the one. Okay. Let me call that up here. All right. So we have one piece of feedback. Uh, it's from Jack, who says, I love your podcast. I found you on iTunes searching for SNES since I'm a big retro game collector. However, after listening to that podcast, I became hooked. I've listened to everyone since, and it makes my job as a UPS driver a little better knowing I can listen to a new podcast. Sorry, but Eric is my favorite, mostly because I'm a huge Arsenal fan. Eric Eric the Red, Eric the Red, my favorite podcaster is Eric the Red. Come on, Gunners. I wish Eric had been here to hear that. <laughs> yeah, dang it. Uh, well, I'll send it to him so so he knows. Yeah, he'll, he'll be very, very excited to hear that. Oh, yeah. Uh, cool. I'm glad you glad you like our show. Yeah, um, welcome. We all, we also are big fans of of retro gaming here. Uh, you know, we grew up with a Nintendo and a Super Nintendo and PlayStation, Nintendo 64 a little bit. So yeah. And I I mean uh, the three of us like like going back and playing a lot of those games. I know Eric not not as much as us, but I mean Corey has to play Final Fantasy VI every year, right? I, yeah, I play Tactics every Tactics year. Tactics every year, yeah. So. Uh, I, I would like to actually get into doing retro game reviews. I think I, I texted you guys about, especially with Star Wars being as in the news as it is now, going back and playing some of the old Star Wars games and doing review episodes for them. Um, I would love to play Republic Commando again. I would love to play Knights of the Old Republic and Kodor 2 mm-hmm. again. I want to play Star Wars Empire at War again, so maybe we'll cover some of those games for, for episodes. Not That's not really retro gaming, but... Older games. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you glad you like our show. Uh, I always feel bad for my UPS driver that delivers packages to our house because, <laughs> I mean, especially when I was working and I, I, 
I would probably have two or three packages coming a week. Uh, you know, when I was in my Amazon Prime days, <laughs> I was I always felt bad because, and my wife is the same way. She would have a package or two a week, probably coming yeah. from Amazon. Uh, various things because we order a lot of stuff from Amazon that uh, that we could get locally. We just don't want to. Well, uh, this is convenient. To order oh yeah, online. exactly. Especially with Amazon Prime because it comes in two days tops. Yeah. Sometimes it would come the next day. So. I always felt a little bit bad for my UPS driver because of that reason. I got to go to the Murthas again. Yep. Here we <laughs> go again. And some of the stuff is really heavy. Like we ordered a mattress <laughs> off of Amazon, which weighed a ton. And I felt bad about that. But what can you do? You know? It's all right. When I ordered my TV uh, and it came in the box and everything like that, the FedEx person knocked on the door. Mm-hmm. But I didn't go down. I was too lazy. And uh-huh. a, an older lady had to carry the TV by herself to put it on the porch. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Feel guilty, but yeah. What can you do? Oh well. All right. So that's it for feedback. So thanks for that. Um, like I said, I'm glad you like the show. Welcome to feedback, sir. Did uh, he give location? No, no, no. So yeah, let us know where you hail from, too. Jacksonville, Jack from Jacksonville, Jack from Jacksonville. All right, Corey. Question of the week. This week's question of the week: What games do you consider the pinnacle of their genres? Mm-hmm. Okay, I broke mine down by category. Go for it. You Shoot. Wanna go, you want to go first? Yeah. Okay. For I, I kind of broke them down into categories and then like my, micro categories a little bit. Uh, for first person shooters, I, I split them up into story first person shooter and multiplayer first person shooter. For story one, the the first Bioshock game is the mm-hmm. pinnacle of the series. Uh, it's one I would want to go back and play again at some point. I know I, I think I ultimately like Bioshock Infinite a lot better than Bioshock, but Bioshock was the first uh, st- story first-person shooter that really sucked me in with the, the story and the setting and the audio logs and all that stuff. It really created a unique experience for me that I didn't know existed. I know there's games like, like Half-Life that kind of do that too a little bit, but uh, Bioshock was the first one I played that actually... Uh, sucked me into the story for a first-person shooter. So that's my the pinnacle of my fir- story first-person shooter genre. I went with Halo 3 for first-person shooter. I did See, too. I picked that one for multiplayer first-person okay. shooter. I picked Halo 3. I picked Halo 3 as well, but Bioshock Infinite was on there too. Mm-hmm. It was it was hard to pick between those two. I just know I got more hours out of Halo 3 playing with yeah. friends and stuff. Yep. Uh, for Halo 3, for multiplayer first-person shooter, I put, it was still fairly, fairly early on with the Halo series. I hadn't gotten like kind of tired of it yet. Uh, it was also the first one with easy online multiplayer. Uh, I know Halo 2 had online multiplayer, but at that point, Xbox Live wasn't what it was when it came out in the 360. Uh, a lot of people didn't have Xbox Live. I don't even think I had Xbox Live when Halo 2 came out. So, um, and I was kind of, I had gotten Xbox live when it first launched, but I never used it. So I never, I didn't continue the, the service or whatever, you know, once the 360 came out, it was kind of not a requirement, but, uh, it was tied into the system. So, so, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, you yeah. know where I'm going with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's why, that's why, uh, I picked Halo three for my multiplayer first person shooter i'm gonna change my answer for story i'm gonna do bioshock infinite and then for multiplayer i'm gonna go tie between halo 3 call of duty 4 even though i like call of duty world at war yeah infinitely more but i think 4 was what really 
got people yeah. into Call of Duty. Yeah, actually, I I looked up because I I played I didn't I never played that multiplayer. I only played the single player. That's crazy. I wasn't aware that multiplayer was a thing for Call of Duty at that point. Um, I was a little bit sheltered. I never played yeah. that many multiplayer games, but Halo Three was the, was the first one I spent a lot of time with. Yeah, I should say at that point too. I wasn't big into PC gaming. I only had PC games or uh, a computer to play like Civ and strategy games. I didn't never played like shooters or anything on them. I just preferred that stuff on console until recently. Yeah. So. So what's your reasoning, Corey? Halo Three, pinnacle of the genre. Well, I mean, I guess a lot of it's personal preference. If yeah. I really had to think objectively about which game I think is the pinnacle of its genre, I I don't know. I don't know what I'd settle on. But for me, uh, Halo 3 was just the complete multiplayer package Mm -hmm. and just time spent. I think I, I mean, I, when did that game come out? 2007, September, I think it was September 25th, 2007. So yeah, that was, and that was like my college shooter, you know, it was the shooter we all played when we got together and played online when we weren't together. Um, just the sheer amount of time I spent with that game was ridiculous. It was that game and NHL. That's all I played in college. The mm-hmm. only video games, maybe like Oblivion here and there or something. But um, yeah, that that was my reasoning. And it's still like I haven't played it in a while. But in terms of the way it controls and everything, and just the Halo that it seems like they're getting away from yeah. is the Halo that I love. Yep. And uh, it's kind of sad, but. They're they're trying to quicken the pace too much and turning it into Call of Duty. Yep, it's no longer old man friendly. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately. Okay, so that's my first person shooters. MMORPGs. Did did you guys split, pick a pick an MMORPG for Pinnacle of the series of the genre? I did. Okay, what's yours? I went with Guild Wars two. So did I. It's a good choice, Dan. Yeah, great minds. Yep. Go ahead with your reasoning. Well, they took a lot of the annoying parts out of the MMORPG. It's, it doesn't feel grindy at all. Ever. Um, the ability to scale back your level depending on the zone that you're in is a great feature. You can go to any zone, play with your friends without having to worry about anything. Yeah. Um, but the, the world versus world stuff is so huge. And I know originally they wanted to sort of go the esports route with that stuff i don't know if that's panning out for them it, it is really actually seem like it it, it is. is yeah oh yeah if you if you follow the guild wars channel on twitch uh-huh. probably every uh, on the weekends is when they have all their tournaments and stuff yeah i mean it's not it, it's not as big as like uh you know the the mobas or i don't think because i don't think any of the other mmorpgs really have an esports component to them i think no. i think guild wars is the only one but yeah they have tournaments and stuff on the weekends for tens and thousands of dollars so that's not it's not check it out it's not huge but i've I've watched a little bit because because i actually know what's going on it's it's kind of weird yeah i'll have to check it out i I used to have a lot of fun doing that yeah world versus world stuff and working on your builds and stuff just by swapping your weapons out well that's the that's not the world versus world that's a structured pvp Right, that too. Do they do that? Is that that, that's what that's what the the esports is? Is the structure PvP? That that was fun. I I think I like that more than the world versus world. Yeah. See, I like the world versus world world was fun, but I think their new stronghold mode is going to be their big PvP thing. That's almost like a MOBA, um, in Guild Wars two, kind of. 
That's the mm-hmm. impression that I got from it. Yeah, I actually had two of those things, Corey. I had the level scaling thing and, and world versus world on my list. But I also put for my first reason is excellent action-oriented and face, fast-paced combat. Um, the importance of dodge and positioning in that game is huge. Huh? Uh, you really had to be on your toes at all points. Um, even when you're fighting, like, crappy low-level monsters, if you're not careful, they can hit you hard and, and you know, stun or knock you, knock you down. Uh, but also the business model. Like, they were the first ones to really come out with an MMORPG that you buy and don't pay a subscription fee for, um, which I think was was brilliant because that was what was holding a lot of people back, I think, from, from playing these games is $15 a month is a lot of money, uh, especially if you're on a tight budget kind of like I am, you know. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you buy the game, free access. Uh, from then on, without even an option to subscribe with extra benefits, there's just no no way you can do that. Uh, there, the they have a microtransaction store. It's called the Gem Store. It sells experience boosts, armor die, skins, and stuff like that. But it's never in your face. It never feels like or it never pops up and says, "Hey, you know." buy buy gems blah 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 you know uh, and you can also there's also a transfer rate so you can transfer in-game gold to buy anything from the gem, gem store that you want that's a that's a great thing and then the regular content updates every two weeks they update with new content new new story missions the living story thing is in its second season uh oh, and, wow. and has created like pretty catastrophic things to the to the game world yeah uh changing it permanently so I noticed when I booted it up, booted it up recently that Lions Arch Lions Arch was, was destroyed. Gone. Yeah, it was destroyed. I was like, this was the city everybody went to. Yep. Yeah, it was destroyed. Uh, and then the expansion that's coming out won't invalidate earlier progress in the game. So I just think that's that's fantastic. You know, it's good stuff. And I, I agree with you guys on Guild Wars Two being the pinnacle. Yeah. Uh, RPGs. I split up into JRPG and Western RPG. How'd you do the? I RPG? bet you guys can guess. Yeah, I did the same thing. I Fa- bet you guys can guess. Final Fantasy VI for JRPG. Yep. Yeah. What about Western? Skyrim. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ! We had the same goddamn games. Yeah. I was hoping we'd have a little something different. I have different. Uh, might. I have a couple more. Okay. I only the only other one I did was turn-based strategy. What'd you go with? Civ Civ Five. Okay, I went Civ Four. Oh, you like Civ Four better? I do. Um, and it's been a while since I played Civ Four, but Civ Five is one of those games that I crave and I play once, and then I forget about it for a while, and then I crave it again. I can remember Civ Four just like playing game after game after game. Yeah. And I, I seem to remember there just being deeper systems and and the ability to micromanage even more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that stuff is in Civ Five, but it's not required. Right. You know, you can kind of just Auto-pilot. brush over it. Yeah. See, um, see, for me with Civ Five, it was the unit management. Well, only having one unit occupy a square. I like that so much, or a, a hex, I should say. Uh, I like that a lot better than the stacks of doom. Yep. From Civ Four, Civ, pre- all the yeah. previous Civ games. Definitely an improvement. Stacks of Doom are the worst. I think back to Master of Orion 2. Remember those Stacks of Doom? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Because you had no idea. You you can't tell because it's just an icon on the thing. And unless you go to each individual one, you can't tell when 100 ships or one ship is attacking you, you know? Yep. Agreed. Okay. 
What else you got, Corey? That that's all I picked. That's the only genres really I was well versed in. So RTS. Uh, I had a hard time picking RTS. I think Will knows my RTS. Uh is it Age of Empires three? It's two actually. Two? two? Okay, I'm three. I almost picked that one. <laughs> See, I almost went three. Maybe I should have gone three. Because this is the only reason when I go back to play two. I can't do more than a game. When I go to play three, I can continuously play. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. It's hard to go back to two. Have you played the HD version? I have. Yeah, we should play I, that. Yeah, there's another expansion coming out for it, so I'll probably p- pick it up again. That'd be a good time to do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, three, I really like the trade routes, too. Like, that whole portion. And having the heroes is a good addition for Age of Empires 3. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll go with 3. Age of Empires 4 needs to come out. Yeah, right? It's been too long. Um, I did 3D platformer and 2D platformer. Oh, I didn't do platformers. Um, 3D platformer with Mario Galaxy 2. Uh-huh. Yep. I don't I played the first one. I don't think I ever beat it, but uh it's, it's, 2 is just such a good game. I agree with that. It's amazing. Like it might be it might be in my top 10 favorite games of all time and i've only just played it this year for four in february so which is crazy yeah it is and it was a treat for sure i want to i'm probably go back and play some of those maps and stuff that i haven't gotten all the stars for yeah i i think i got every star that i possibly could in that game yep and And you don't want to stop no you just you do just want to keep playing and yeah try and get everything Yep, and then like the speed runs where you only have one hit point, and yep. oh gosh, and it was cool because like every planet felt different. Oh yeah, it, and the music was good. Exactly, and the little starship where you keep kept adding stuff to it. As soon as I get more stir- storage in my Wii U, I'm downloading this game. They'll make Mario Galaxy three, right? At some point, I'd imagine. Maybe yeah, not on the Wii U. Maybe on the NX or whatever it's supposed to be. Whatever the next one is. When's um? When did two come out? Do you know? Uh, two thousand and nine. Okay. Maybe around then. I was younger. Two thousand. Oh my gosh! Two thousand nine was six years ago. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. That is <laughs> insane. Out. Maybe wow. it, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was eleven. No, because okay. we started the podcast in 2011, right? Yep. So maybe it was like 2009 then. Dan, when did Super Mario Galaxy 2 come out? I don't know. I think it was, two, it was 2010, 2009. Okay. So it was in that area. Yeah. Okay. How about this, Dan? 2009 was six years ago. I know. That's crazy to think about. <laughs> well, because uh, I, I got married in 2009. It's my. It'll be my... Six-year anniversary this year. Oh, my gosh. Really? Yep. Maybe it wow. didn't come out in 2009. <laughs> wow. I don't recall. I need to know. Let's look, look it up. Yeah, Corey, look it up real quick. Okay. I can do that. Because I don't well. seem to be remember like me playing it when Dan was getting married. We had the first, have the first Mario Galaxy floating around here someplace. May 2010. Really? 2010. Okay. Yeah. Yep, announced at E3 in 2009. Release date, May 23rd, 2010. Think they'll do another one, Dan? I hope so. Oh, yeah. They have to. It would be, be great. Yeah. 2D platformer. I went with Super Meat Boy. 
I would have picked Super Meat Boy too. Oh no, I would have picked Rayman Legends. Oh yeah, shoot. Well, I don't know. I still might go with Super Meat Boy. If the question was like cooperative 2D platformer. Oh yeah, I guess that would be different. Rayman Legends is definitely not as fun by yourself. No, but it's perfect with other people. It's oh it's yeah, perfect. It's a blast. Yeah, you're oh, right. You're you're right. The single player one would probably be Super Meat Boy for me too. That was that was such a awesome platformer. Yeah. I think that's all I had. Roguelike. I went with Rogue Legacy recent, but I've yet to play a roguelike that is as good. I mean Don't Starve. Don't Starve is real good. I mean, those three that all came out the same year, right? Like Rogue Legacy, Don't Starve, and Faster Than Light. Were they all the same year? No, Rogue Legacy was the year after. Yeah, Rogue Rogue Legacy's newer. Don't Starve and FTL came out pretty soon within each other, I think. I'd put Don't Starve in another category of game. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. It's a little different. Yeah. Also, I'm very disappointed neither of you had Mass Effect in your Western RPG. I thought about that, but the versatility of Skyrim really makes it stand out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so much. But... You know, not only is there the standard the Elder Scrolls stuff, but all the mods you can do with it, and like that really gives the game a whole other dimension that yeah. you don't get out of anything else. The only thing that I give it the Skyrim over the Mass Effect games is the mods. Yeah, because I think Mass Effect as a whole is more fun. Yeah, it's more meaningful. Yeah, no question. That being said, I have my Skyrim modded and going to play it <laughs> again. <Yeah. laughs> Yep. It sucks you back in, too. Oh, yeah. Real quick. So, Hellhawk4717 wants to know, he's in the chat, what your favorite open world game is, or which pinnacle of the genre. Open world. I love Fallout 3. Hmm. Let me think here. Bet my favorite... Oh, see, that's a, that's a hard question, because there's games like... like Saints Row the Third, which is you know in my top games of all time, but the the world itself, eh, it was okay. It's an average it, it, world. It, yeah, the city wasn't wasn't that cool. I didn't think in Saints Row the Third and Saints Row Saints Row Four was essentially the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, best open world. Do MMORPGs count? I don't think so. I think no. that's a different beast. Okay. Because all MMORPGs have an open world. Yeah. I, 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 would, I would probably go with New Vegas. That, yeah. New, the New Vegas world was really cool. Uh, I, I think I like that a little bit better than than uh, Fallout 3, only because Fallout 3 was like, you know, you know Washington, D.C. was destroyed and it was kind of ugly. Yeah. Um, I, I, ugly in a post-apocalyptic kind of way. That's because but, that's where the bombs. Well, exactly. Closes. Yeah, New Vegas. New uh, New Vegas didn't get hit by any direct bombs, so it was just kind of pieced together, you know, and, and adapted to. That, that's why I felt more alive. Yeah. Than three, because yeah. three was just sad and empty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I would also I would also throw Morrowind in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Even though like a large portion of the Morrow- Morrowind world was like just ash and repetitive that was the first game i really got lost for thousands of hours in um 
both I put both the PC version and the Xbox 360 version. I put thousands of hours just collecting every goddamn unique weapon ever and you know hanging it up in my house that i stole from somebody <laughs> that was that that's was, another one Morrowind was one of those games like video game awakenings yeah kind of game, you know that's just like ch- totally changed what you what you realize a video game can be yeah and i actually didn't like it at first it was i, I, I bought it for pc like when it first came out and i was like i don't i have no idea what to do in this like it was too open for me. You know, I had mostly played JRPGs up until that point, which are pretty linear and you know what you're supposed to do next. And then I bought Morrowind on a friend's recommendation for PC. And I was like, I have, I hate this. There's, I don't know what to do. Uh, and then I bought it again when it came out on the Xbox, the Xbox. It wasn't even Xbox 360. It was straight up Xbox. Uh, and I just played it obsessively for, like I said, probably thousands of hours and then uh, I, I liked it so much, and then I read about you know the modding and stuff, and and that's when I picked it up back up on PC and played all the mods and stuff on PC, mm-hmm. and I got into tinkering with with all the settings and stuff. So I would probably pick Morrowind now that I think about it, even over New Vegas, just because that's the that's the first game that really sucked me in open world wise. Sure. I'm thinking that's a good question though. Black Flag, yeah, Black Flag was great. I could see that's a that's a good one. Because what else lets you play a pirate? I know. I mean, there's, there's. I know. I've been saying that for two years. I oh, I read. I don't know where where I was reading it, but someone said like there's just a lack of pirate games, like good pirate games. There's not enough of them. Black Flag is the best pirate game that there is. You know. Sid Meier's Pirates is pretty good. Well, yeah, but I, the, that's not what I mean. Like, like, like with the the ship combat, like it is, and being able oh, to get yeah. off, get off your ship and you know explore uh, an island or whatever, and take over a fort or what stuff like that. Like that needs to be its own game, but with better combat, you know, mm-hmm. like an RPG where you can do that. There's not really a lot of good pirate games. You're right. Is, Sid Meier's Pirates is really good. Is Risen a pirate like? Like, yeah, yeah. It okay, was, and it was okay. There's because there's the third one, and I was curious about it. But it's I don't think there's any ship stuff. Oh no, you're no, right. It's just it's just an RP, uh, pirate RP, RPG where you play a pirate. I'm pretty sure there's no like. There's not too many combat. good pirate movies either. Pirates of the Caribbean. I good. I love the first Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's really good. You're right. The ones after that, not as good. But Muppet Treasure Island's pretty good. I haven't seen that in a million years. <laughs> it's on, it's on uh, the UK Netflix. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's. On, I don't think it's on the US Netflix. Nice. Do you have any other scory? Pinnacle of the um, genre. I don't think so. Uh, Hellhawk wants to know oh, our uh, horror games. We're, we're not. We don't play too many horror games. I know a lot of us liked Fatal Frame a lot. Yep, Fatal Frame was awesome. Uh, Outlast really scared the crap out of me. Really scared the crap out of me. Uh, yep. and, and it wasn't like you know the the jump scares, whatever they they're there. But like, there's one part in that game where you come across. I think it's two guys. And, you know, they give you the eye and they, you know, they, they're they're essentially hunting you through a large portion of the game. And it's just freaky because they pop up oh, yeah. at the freakiest times. Yep. 
uh, and you f- you get that feeling of being prey, you know, being hunted down by a, ve- a vastly superior predator. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and that's freaky too. And then there's just we- like weird, scary stuff going on, you know. So that one's that one's pretty freaky. But Fatal Frame really scared the crap out of me back in the day when we played you, that. You were so helpless. You're just all you had was a camera. A camera, yeah, exactly. That's a really good one. Uh, we, I don't think we, none of us have that much experience with the horror genre, though. I think Eric's played a few, probably more than we have. Yeah, because he 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 played that PT game, which was pretty scary. Um. Oh, I got I'm gonna play uh, the new Aliens game. One of my friends bought it on Steam. So, Ooh. what what was that, what's that one called? Isolation. Isolation. Thank you. Yep, I'll, I'll play that at some point. White Knight I played recently. That was pretty good. Uh, PT. I watched Eric play for a while. Yeah. Uh, there was one thing that happened. I was laying in bed watching it on my tablet, and you know, I, I was laying on my back and had my tablet on my face, and there was something that popped out at him, and it's, which scared me, and I dropped my tablet on my face, <laughs> which, hurts mo- which hurts more than a phone dropping on your face. <laughs> What are you looking up, Corey? Uh, nothing. Oh, I think that's it. We t- hit a lot of genres. Yeah, I I try to think of like racing, um, but I like I didn't play. I haven't played that many racing games. I mostly stick to the like rally racing games. I prefer. So I mean, and I don't really remember the rally sport challenges and how they compared to dirt fighting game. Fighting game. Uh, I, be... I, again, I well, you know probably Mortal Kombat Two is the one I played the most. Uh-huh. So I wouldn't. I, that's nostalgia, Part, I, partly nostalgia. I, the, the more I play it, Smash Wii U, Smash, yeah, Smash might, is good. Might be in my top five of all time. Yeah, okay. I just love every minute I play it. Nice. Smash is is good stuff. And with DLC characters, like I'm not gonna have a shortage of new characters. Oh, the the Mario Kart 200 CC comes out tomorrow. There's that. Too. I can't wait for I, that. I need a new hard drive. Oh, uh, you don't have enough space. Can't get it. See, I use a I I'm using a flash drive right now. The th- little thumb drive. Okay, you can use that if you want, but it's only temporary. Now, how how much is this storage space for the Wii U? Uh, the, you can get, I would get like a 500 gigabyte hard drive for like 50 bucks. That's easy. Sometimes Woot has them too for like 40 if you can find. I'm, I'm going to do that. If you can find the, just, you know, pay attention when they have a sale on them, pick one up. Okay. Forgotten about Woot. I used to check it every day. I check Woot just about every day, even though I can't buy anything because I have no money. Eh. Poor. Dan, money's just a concept made up by the government to keep you under chains. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever it is, I need more of it. Uh, anything else, Corey? Am I pretty much good? I think we're good. Okay. We'll call it a pod. We'll call it a pod. We are, we're almost to two hours, too, which is good. We're about 147. Impressive. Yeah. Well done. All right. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash thumbstickathletes. Our Twitter feed is twitter.com slash tsathletes. Thumbstickathletes.com is our website. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail at 607-527-0547 or email us directly at thumbstickathletes at gmail.com. We still need intros for before the episode. 
Uh, so feel free to send one of those in. Either vo- either leave us a voicemail on our voicemail number, or you can record one on you know on your computer or whatever, and, and email it directly to us. Uh, next week's episode, we're going to do our fan Q and A. So if you have any questions, video game related, not video game related, whatever, we'll 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 talk about it. So yeah, that's everything, right? Oh, uh, question of the week for next week. Question of the week for next week. Yeah, good thing you remembered because I. What forgot. athlete is totally wrong for the cover of their sports game? Huh. Okay. Past or present, no doubt. Doesn't matter. Okay. You can even pick the sport if you want. It doesn't have to be a sport that there's actually a game for. Gotcha. All right. Well, that'll do it for episode 196 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Well, Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. Yeah!